Batavia, you want to tell them about this today? I think we have to. You sure? I mean, what other choice do we have? It's important. I mean, it is 2021. These things need to be talked about. Let's do it. Let's do it. Diversifying your garden. Backyard Gardens podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds. And must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening as we learn to grow and grow for change. That's right, folks. You heard it first right here. We are diversifying our gardens. Well, we're at least trying to, right? That's the goal. That's that's the goal. It's, you know, well, okay. First of all, let's get a couple things out of the way. So first things first, <laughs> giveaway, seed giveaway closes eight, August 1st, 2021. And this is going to give you your fall seeds to start. And also, just because... We care about you guys. Our t-shirts, which are down below, we have a coupon code. It's GROW2021, and you get 10% off your order. Check it out, and check out our Amazon shop. All the all the products we recommend, hit it, Batavia. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, with that being said, though, thank you guys very much for being here for another beautiful, growing episode of the Backyard Gardens podcast. Now, we have a pretty good listener question this week. Um, it's it's timely. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that mm-hmm. way. So, let's get into that. This is from Instagram, uh, Backyard Gardens TV. And it says, I just started a garden bed this year. And one of the things I'm growing is buttercrunch lettuce. How do you know when to pick it? So, we're going to break this down into sections. So, first of all... I say pick it when you want to eat it. Mm -hmm. There's no right or wrong time, right? Yeah, I think that anything from baby leaves and above. So think about what the container of baby leaves looks like at the grocery store. So from that size and up. Now, let's be clear. Batavia said baby leaves, not infant leaves. (laughs) Yeah, good point. uh, (laughs) That was a terrible joke. I'm ashamed that I even said that. I'm embarrassed that I laughed. (laughs) Hey, dad jokes rule. <laughs> so, um, I listened to your podcast a few weeks ago and you were talking about bolting and I just want to be sure that the lettuce does not bolt. So this person is looking to make sure their lettuce is not bolting. Um, I also have a front yard garden and it gets a lot of sun. Is that okay for lettuce tie in? Okay. Mm-hmm. So now it's July. Most of us lettuce, uh, most of our lettuces have bolted, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So the reason why this individual is asking this is because I have stated that I plant some of my lettuce in more heavy shade to try and get it to last longer into the summer. Mm-hmm. So remember I told you I could tie in bolting lettuce into current affairs? Yeah. That's how. Okay. I, I mean, I, I believe I believe in you, so I figured. Uh, yeah. It's, I, th- I thought it was a stretch, but. Yeah. Um, so is it bad if it's in full sun? First of all, now we don't know what zone this person's in, which is okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what do you think? So I, so lettuce can grow in full sun. I think that we have to combine two things when we kind of fold in bolting. Um, sun 
is, you know, sun skull could happen to lettuce leaves. I've seen that. Yeah. But it's really the heat. Right. So temperature, temperature. Is, is what we're concerned with. Um, and the intensity of the sun, sure, again, can create some damage to some of your your lettuce. But I'm all for growing lettuce in full sun if you have the space. Um, yeah. Obviously, that space is, again, hotter, if you will, compared to a shady spot, which is the reason why you were looking for and planting in that shady spot. Young Ben. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and that's just really what that is, is me trying to crack the code. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you're trying to, you know, I don't know. I don't know even know the correct term. My mind works faster than my mouth sometimes. (laughs) If the... If you're trying to stop it from doing what it's going to do, which is bolt and produce seed, mm-hmm. you've got to find a way to keep it cool. Now, I mean, you could go out there in the middle of the afternoon and put ice cubes around it. That might help. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Or you can plant inside of a do, cooler and then just, well, maybe not that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works. But, um, you know, putting it in the shade is a way. And I mean, let's, let's be honest here. How much does that really keep it cool? I mean, there's days in the summertime where I sit in the shade and I feel like it's just as hot as it is in the sun. Yeah, I think. So it's a it's a short time fix. Yeah, it's kind of like so by the time this airs, I will be back and safe. But I'm going on vacation and I'll be gone for like just three short days, four days. And I am looking at this lettuce and saying, I have to eat these heads before I go, these heads of lettuce before I go, because they're not going to make it. And these, this other lettuce, I may be able to get back and then finish them up. Right. You know, so we're talking, you're talking about, you know, you could be stretching this out for a few days. You're not going to get months more out of this lettuce based on some precautions. One other thing to note, though, full sun and depending on how hot the temperatures are, you're going to notice a lot of wilting depending on the type of lettuce, you know? So yeah. um, what did she say? Butter crunch? What was it? Butter leaf? Uh, yes, yeah, she said butter crunch. <clears throat> so, so I've developed an affinity large for leaf Paris lettuce, right? Island romaine, or I imagine any romaine would be fine. Um, yeah. It's holding on strong where some of my other leafier greens, things that you basically harvest just the, the individual leaves from, man, they're they're on the struggle bus, you know. I harvest individual leaves from my romaine. I don't ever harvest a whole head. No, I don't typically do. I don't either, but I'm saying that the vegetable that's forming a head, I believe, oh, is, yeah, yeah. is holding on in this heat better than the ones that are kind of just like wild and hanging and dangling and yeah. leafy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and I think it might even come down to how they can dissipate heat as well. Ah, well, hold on now. Come on, come on through. Okay. Yeah, you like yeah, that. That's, that's a forward ass thing. I'm telling right you, there. I'm telling you. That's like a $15 <laughs> word, too. <laughs> it, 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 well, you know, because I, um, I went outside in the spring just real quick, and it was at night, and I noticed that all of my tomato leaves were crunched in half. Mm hmm. And I was like, what the hell's wrong with my tomatoes? Oh, Lord. You know what I'm saying? It was one of those more nights where it's like a little bit chilly mm-hmm. for them. And I, I realized, I, I thought in that exact moment that it was just the plant simply trying to hold on to heat. Mm, okay. Okay. So if you have these lettuces and a butter crunch lettuce, if I'm not mistaken, is one that kind of splays out, doesn't really form a head. So it might be able to dissipate heat a little bit better because it'll get larger gaps in between mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. That's just a total estimation and ob- observation. I have no scientific basis in that. So um, don't anybody hold me to that. But that's 
seems like that could be part of it too versus different varieties but um you know if you're if you're cool plant it in full sun if you're hot plant it in a little bit of light shade to try and extend it but it's not going to last all summer depending on where you are so yeah very succinct answer i think if you're getting temperatures uh 70s or higher you're not in a place where you're going to be growing lettuce all summer. No doubt someone's yeah. going to write into their congressperson and say, but I am. And if you are, we need full details. Right. So <laughs> I mean, I need a full like <laughs> report on it. So, I need no. a, a let out couch or a you know spare room because I'm coming to grow with you. That's what I need. Yeah. And when Batavia says 70s, she literally means like 78, 79, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not 70. Yeah. So. And um, I mean, and yes, lower 80s counts too. Okay, we we understand there's a little bit of a <laughs> spread there. But um, yeah, you know, so I think it's a solid question because and I, I wanted to kind of dig into it a little bit because there was talk of when I had said I planted in the shade so that it, so some people, if you've done it correctly, you might still be harvesting some mm-hmm, lettuce. Mm-hmm. Or you could be like me and just watching it go to seed now and waiting patiently. Yeah, and, and, and I know this is a sore subject, but there is that heat tolerant uh, variety, those varieties. Nope. nope. And in some instances, you do nope. get a little bit more time if that is what you're planting, depending on where you are. There are so many asterisks and caveats associated with that. Go ahead. Bullshit. <laughs> there is not. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you, my, my heat tolerant was the first one to bolt. Holla at your boy. Mm-hmm. So, and it was leafy like the butter crunch. So, and I believe it had butter in the name. Correct? I don't know. I'm just going to say that my experience with heat tolerant lettuce had really rich and uh, tasty lettuce in July. Well, and to be fair to heat tolerant lettuces, your heat and mm-hmm. my heat are two different mm-hmm. things. And my heat comes on strong and hard. Mm-hmm. Your heat comes on more gentle yeah. correct it's a, it's just dripping <laughs> you like you don't just wake up one day and it's like all like it was 70 the one day before and then it's 100 and it stays that yeah. way right no, no. it kind of slowly builds like see for us it's different and i think that's really what the problem is but you know whatever okay. i hate marketing <laughs> so um but tavia is giving me the cue to shut up and move on mm-hmm. i was so i was really gonna... thinking i was ready to say the words could you see that in my face <laughs> I did. I see it. I've been talking to you and I know you well enough. So, um, yep. So we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to diversify our gardens. Mm-hmm. A lot of y'all asked, how can you help support the Backyard Gardens podcast? Well, we have been busy and we have created a t-shirt line just for the gardener. To visit our shop, go to the link in the show notes and check out the t-shirts and other goodies we have. Now, these are super special t-shirts designed just for the gardener. So enjoy. Thank you for supporting the Backyard Gardens podcast. And we'll see you guys after the harvest. Okay, Batavia, we're going to diversify our gardens right quick. And uh, I want to know what that means to you. Um, I, I think it's far more than... Um, kind of single crop growing, you know. So I'm not talking like... It monocropping in your backyard. No, I'm talking about growing something that's more than a few plants, you know, um, something that really can attribute to meals in your home. Um, So while we've talked about previously, just in general, we eat a lot of the same things over and over again. That's fine. Mm -hmm. You could still 
you know, want to achieve a diverse uh, garden and still eat the same things over and over, but you just don't want it to be cucumbers and tomatoes over and over. Like, (laughs) so for me, diverse means I can in turn um, have diverse meals from my garden. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's mimicking as much as I can a a grocery store selection. Mm -hmm. So you're hitting more food groups than just your vegetable food group. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I sit with that. Is that a fair statement? I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that, um, I think you could still have a diverse garden and only grow vegetables. Um, But I think there are, to your point, other things that you can fold into your garden. You know, everything from what you're doing with uh, mushrooms, everything from edible flowers, obviously fruits, right? Um, so damn Batavia, don't ruin the whole damn am I, episode. Am I giving it all 12 away? minutes and you're, I mean, shit, we ain't got nothing to talk about. <laughs> and we thank you for listening to this episode of the Backyard Gardens podcast. And many times. Thank you. No, no, you're, you're, I mean, you're right. It's, and it, it's, I, first of all, the whole thing is subjective, mm-hmm, right? There's mm-hmm. no, I don't think there's a true definition of like, Hey, a diversified garden. But if we go back in time, um, Leonard, hit the rewind button. <laughs> Dork. So if you go back to when young Ben mm-hmm. started his first garden, it was in the midst of a panic that 2012 was going to end the world. You know, it was in the buildup to that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, uh, we're talking 2007, eight. Cause I was, I was woke back then mm-hmm. about that shit. Mm-hmm. Good on you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I had well. See, honestly, what it was is when I was a kid, I heard like, "Hey, the Mayan calendar ends in 2012, and nothing that comes after that—that's the end of the world." And I was like, "Oh shit, okay." So moving forward, I started a garden, and I always wanted to say like, "Hey, if I didn't have access to a grocery store, would I be able to eat?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that started off like everybody else with tomatoes, cucumbers, basil. And lettuce, you know what yeah, I mean? You yeah. f- I feel like those are pretty standard crops, right? For me, it was probably even more limited, but yeah. 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 So you move on to that and then you go forward to now. So you and I both know that you can survive off of those alone, but it would be, it would be tough going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You would be, um, hangry is not the word <laughs> that would be going on in my house. So my wife and I would be choking each other in the front yard. <laughs> So we had to add a protein source, yeah. you know, and diversify the vegetables and add herbs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, well, you know, what's interesting. Uh, so it sounds like for you, you have very originally wanted to grow food um, to we, we know that you you're adding on to you're supplementing some things in your your regular grocery store bill. Um, but you had the intention, if you will, to um uh, grow for I don't want to say survival I don't want to go that far but I guess the, that's that was my intention okay well I will go that far say then. It. I think that the very difference between you and I was it was very hobby like you know like oh it's cool to have tomatoes from my garden it was right. not around like I'm just not buying tomatoes in the summer and that's it and I'm moving on right you know so there is well 
I, I bring it up because yes no. there is a there is a progression for me. So let me share a piece for me and, and let me know how much this connects with you. So there was a progression Please. with me where I just wanted to grow your typicals. So typical for me was peppers, cucumbers, tomatoes. And there were years where that's what I was growing. And then I became interested in what it would be like to grow insert vegetable number four, insert vegetable number five. And with that came this desire to say, not only do I want to grow different things, I also want to do so to consume different things, right? Like what happens when I never have to buy potatoes as an example in the summer? Um, and so right. my desire to, I don't know which came first, the cart or the horse, but my desire to grow different things led, has led to a more diverse garden for me. And in turn, wanting to have a more diverse plate, Right. So, yeah, so first of all, um, when you said which comes first, the, the cart or the horse, is that what you said? Yeah, is that not the same? Uh, no, you ruined it. Oh. You should have said, I don't know what came first, the tomato or the seed. Just saying. Oh, well. But, um, it's We're recording on a Friday, and I am like 45 <laughs> minutes away from relaxing, so I'm not that quick. <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. But no, for me, so like, yeah, I, I can see where my statement was like, oh, well, you're just trying to grow for survival. So it was, there was a lot of pressure. And that was not the case for me. The case was, hey, this could happen one mm -hmm. day. So just start growing your food now and learning. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes down, you can ramp it up if you had yeah. to. And the whole diversifying your plate thing, that for me was when I grew eggplants. Interesting. Because I, I literally only ate eggplant parmesan. And that was it. Uh -huh. I never ate any anything else, any eggplant, anything else. I mean, hell, if you ask the average person walking down the street, how you eat eggplant, that's what they're going to say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, I remember going to the garden center and just looking at the vegetables and saying, okay, I'll take one of this, that, you know, I didn't know what the mm -hmm, hell I was doing. Mm -hmm. And um, and I remember when I grew those eggplants and I started learning other ways, I was like, there's something here. There's something more to this. Yeah. And then I stuck a trellis and I put a green bean in the ground yeah. and then I ate a green bean. And then I was like, shit, I don't like green beans fresh. So then <laughs> I'm, let me can them. And then I liked them canned uh -huh. and, you know, all these things. So it, we're not far off from, you know, it's not like I grew and I was like, this year I'm growing enough tomatoes to last me a year. That was not the case. Okay. You know, okay. I was happy to get three tomatoes. Yeah. So I do also believe that there was a revelation, right? Uh, similar to your eggplant um, with what I could grow. Right. So I've seen gardens in the city in specifically Illinois, in Chicago, and they, they, pretty much look the same. There are a lot of the same things. Right. And again, it's your staples and, it took me a while to realize that there are people in my climate that are growing many more foods, right? So there are things I see at the grocery store. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll put this in my cart. I'll make this dish. But it never occurred to me that, oh, you could totally grow that in your front yard or your hashtag backyard garden. Um, and so right. I think that encouraged me to take those extra steps to say, Wait, so sure, I can go to a restaurant and, and have some different things on my plate, but I can actually start that at home, right? So that's the reason why you see the seed vault with so many different types of seeds and packages of seeds. And, you know, every year there's something different being grown. So here's my quote of the day. You should not be diversifying your diet when you go to a restaurant. 
You should be diversifying your diet at home. Yeah, I can agree to that. Uh, okay. Yeah, right. So it's like when it, I mean, of course you're going to be when you go out they're going to have something odd, but when it comes to vegetables and stuff like like I posted a thing about the green tomatoes the other day. Mm-hmm. And it's like I went to a restaurant and it was $10 for some green tomatoes. How much bullshit is that? The only reason why they got green tomatoes is because <laughs> they were harvested at the wrong time yeah. or somebody got anxious and early and they fried them and now we have to pay an absorbent amount for these green tomatoes so yeah i was just that's crazy in itself i was just looking i was at the grocery store the other uh day and i took a picture of um they had green tomatoes and i don't want to say on sale there was a price point for green tomatoes and i kind of laughed because again it, it is a, it's a delicacy in a lot of places and damn right i just had one of my great aunts um they were in visiting and her first question was, do you have any green tomatoes? And I'm like, it's June. Not yet for me. That's why we have this fresh food foodie shirt. There it is. You know what I mean? There it is. Because, I mean, <clears throat> but see, that's the thing is, as a gardener, that's that's regular shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's a regular meal, like fr- fried green tomatoes, like every spring and every fall. Most gardeners in the South, at least, they'd be munching on some green mm-hmm. tomatoes. So, um, you know... And as I started growing more and more, you know, I put a squash seed in the ground and then one squash plant gave me so many summer squash Mm -hmm. that I almost never wanted to grow them again. You know, my eyes started to open and then I started looking at land and I was like, well, shit, you know, this is just grass that I got to cut. Why don't I just go ahead and put a garden on top Mm -hmm. of it and then I'll have to worry about it. Fast forward to this year, I was talking to my wife just yesterday and I said, hey, I think we need to go to the grocery store. And she says, get this. No, we don't need to go to the grocery store right now. You've gotten too many vegetables out of the garden. We have to eat them down. And I was like, that is one of the first times in my life that that has actually Mm -hmm. been a statement Mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, we may not. So then I go and I look and I say, okay, well, what do we have? All right. And and this is not a brag test, but this is just because of diversity. You know, we have five mushrooms. We have two pounds of snow peas. We have a pound of kale. We have a couple heads of lettuce. We've got some carrots. We've got some turnips and we've got some um, radishes Mm -hmm. and parsnips. Mm -hmm. So, and some green beans, some dragon tongue green beans. I had to say dragon tongue for David. (laughs) Love you, son. But, um, you know, and so as you look at it, you're like, that's diversity. That's diversity. You know what I mean? There's a well-rounded diet. Mm -hmm. And then if you pull in the chicken eggs which I know is not a garden, but that's part of us, then we have those proteins. You know what I mean? So Yeah, the beauty in that, though, is it does, I think, for new and um, more mature gardeners, (laughs) um, it leads you to needing to be creative, right? So that's, that's not, that doesn't sound like a meal to me. You know, like, well, not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I think that, you know, again, going back to the we commonly have the same dishes on our menu at home over and over again. Right. And those things don't necessarily what you described, what you listed, don't necessarily fit what is normally on my plate. But that's the beauty in growing your food. Right. It makes you stretch a bit. It goes back to the point of it can lead to a more diverse plate. Like the things I eat in the summer are like I'll never and it's not even me eating just because I'm eating seasonally the things I eat in the summer I would never combine as a meal any other time but it's the this is what I pulled off of a plant 
And so this is what I'm going to be eating. Well, and that's why, like, you know, as a gardener over time, that becomes, it's a lifestyle, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and it's your diet. Like, you know, veganism is a lifestyle, you know, carnivores are a lifestyle, whatever, what have you. But then you come into this and now you have the gardener diet and it's literally you're a dump truck of whatever's coming out of your garden (laughs) and you're just going to fucking eat it because you don't want to waste it. You want to give it away, but there comes a point where you're like, I don't want to give everything away. Yeah. yeah. So you have to find and get creative ways to cook stuff. And, you know, it's like all those things I listed, like we ended up having omelets with kale in it, with basil and um, some other stuff. And then we cooked the green beans and lightly fried some snow peas. And I mean, there you go. You know, that's a meal. So, and I mean, all those things added up, it's a lot. So it's, and you know, for us, when we go to the grocery store, that's about what we would buy, anyways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't believe you. <laughs> no, I mean, I think you don't. No, I think the idea is that you know you may not buy tomatoes. You would buy other things, right? There are other things that would be on your list. Those things may be included, um, but there are other things that would feed into what we would consider a more traditional meal, right? And I think my point is that. And it could be that you guys have have shifted over the years. But I guess my point is that if I was going to make Sunday dinner and I went to the grocery store, I would buy some very I would probably buy some meat, you know, some type of chicken or beef or something. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd probably buy, you know, some type of vegetable insert, whatever looked good at that point, you know, and I'd probably have a starch of some sort. Right. And so like, yeah. a, you know, a potato or, you know, some type of grain or something. Um, and that would be the meal. I don't always have those things in my garden, but you better right. believe Sunday's dinner is still going to be good. I guess that's what I'm trying to get to. You broke, you stopped, you froze. Go okay. ahead, say it, that again. Yeah. You better believe Sunday's dinner. Sunday's dinner is going to be just as good. I think you got it on my end, so. Yeah. So, and if you think about that, like, your your grocery list that you said, like, if you replace the meat with the eggs, mm-hmm. then it's the exact mm-hmm. same thing. Like, we just don't eat the mm-hmm. meat. Mm-hmm. So, we had the starch and the turnips and stuff like that. Either way, what I'm saying is as, and you know, we lean into our garden and what we can get off of our property more so than some others do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we really rely on it and say like, Hey, what are we eating right now? Now the missing piece to all of this is fruit. Okay. Which happens to be my favorite. I've stated before that if I had, if I could have a fruit garden and I would only grow fruit, I wouldn't even grow vegetables. And I know tomatoes are a fruit. I know I get it, but I'm talking about those sweet, sweet nectars of fruits. You know, like our strawberries are done right now. You know, we have pear trees that, for the love of God, will not give me a pear. (laughs) And I don't know what to do. I'm about to go out there and just like rub on it every day. You know, we got, we finished our blueberries are up and then our blackberries are on an off year. So, you know, there's different things that we have to contend mm-hmm. with, but it's all in the effort to kind of make a well-rounded diet. So if we had to live off of our land, we could. Now, that being said, I need to get quite a few more fruit bushes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we could do that because if you do that, it's coming. Mm-hmm. If you do that, then you're going to realize how much you need to grow to survive off yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which is why, which is why, mm-hmm. Batavia and I 
are going to do this thing. Do you want to tell them or you want me to tell them? There's a thing that we're going to be doing. I'd like you to tell are, them. You want yeah. me to tell Can, them? Do you want me to give you a pre-thing, Bill? There you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so in the month of August, Batavia and I are going to try low-key eat every single lunch from our yard every single day of the week. So that can include, and I think we've discussed this ad nauseum, that can include mm-hmm. anything that we've grown or have grown and preserved in the past, right? That's right. And that's it. Anything else? No bread or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, none, none of those other things. Uh, seasonings, we don't have to use only herbs from the garden. You can use those staples like salt and pepper. Um, yeah. You can use oil. So those kind of condiments, if you will, can be used. I mean, ketchup, mustard, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, but if you're, yeah. we're not going to do um, like a bowl of ketchup unless you made it with tomatoes from your garden. Like, <laughs> no. No. And I mean, the whole idea for me was like, you know, it's eye opening when you sit down to do something like mm-hmm. this. Like, wow, it takes such and such amount mm-hmm. in order to, you know, to feed just one person let alone three or four. So um, it's going to be interesting. I've never actually done that. And it's only one meal a day. So it's like a worst case scenario. I skip a I skip lunch. <laughs> Let me tell you, I got a few. I can skip a couple lunches. <laughs> but the intention. I can skip 30 lunches. Yeah, the intention is to have 31 meals, you know, during lunch that came from our garden. And I'm super excited right. about it. And we've talked about this before. Uh, we've both thought about it individually, you know, and over the last year plus, we've been thinking about kind of what would this look like. And I think it's really a test of, you know, I think the volume, let's start there. The volume in either of our gardens could get us through 31 meals, but yes. the misery that would, you know, we would experience if it was just tomatoes and, you know, just beans, right? This is one of the reasons why continuing to and like pour into our gardens and trying to diversify them. I think it's going to, we're going to reap the benefit over those 31 days. Right. Um, So that's a piece. It's like, when can you do this? Well, you could do it anytime you want, you know, maybe, I mean, there's some people that eat the same thing literally every day. And in those instances, if you're growing those things, go for it. But for me, I do like to have something different on my plate at least a few times a week, you know? And so um, I haven't worked out all of the recipes in my head yet, but there is a level of confidence that I have just based on some of the things I'm introducing to my garden this year that maybe I didn't have a year ago or two years ago that have, I know it's going to be like, it's a drinking game. So, you know, with that diversity, I feel really good about going into August. Uh, So... Yeah. And I mean, we picked August because, you know, that's like your maximum, your height Mm -hmm. of your garden. Mm -hmm. You know, you've, you've gotten a lot, you know, if you're canning, you should have canned some, Mm -hmm. you should have frozen some, um, you know, like I'm about to go freeze some kale Mm -hmm. when we get done with here. So, um, all these different things, you know, they kind of come together. And I mean, you know, part of me too is like, well, I don't really want to go through all of my produce and then not have stuff put away for winter because that's a big thing in our house is canning. That's a really big part Mm -hmm. of this. Um, But it's, you know, 
it's going to be interesting. And I know, man, I know people have seen like, I did it for a year mm-hmm. and I was on the road getting roadkill and <laughs> flaying it up. And that's not, no, nah, man, that's not what we're nah. trying to do here. We're trying to see what our gardens will produce yeah. and how they will satisfy yeah. what we want. Mm-hmm. And I think my prediction First of all, my prediction is if everything goes like it is now, I'm going to be eating a shitload of salsa, just saying. <laughs> so, um, which I'm cool with. But, uh, you know, I think that what you we might find is maybe our taste buds will change a little bit, too. Yeah. You know, when you're focusing on fresh mm-hmm, foods without mm-hmm. all that other bullshit, at least one meal, you will change. Yeah. I think that, I think that it'll be interesting to see what the, you know, just as observations, what happens around those meals. So around lunch, you know, what happens for breakfast or dinner? Are we front loading or back loading? You know, um, right. are we wanting to eat something that's not so fresh or the hope is that we want to carry that on to other meals. Right. Um, so right. eating a little bit, you could obviously do some fried green tomatoes. You can do some fried eggplants. You could do a lot of things that are heavier, but I'm envisioning us eating a little bit lighter for those lunch meals. And I'm, I'm going to be curious to see if that carries on to other you know, your dinners and your other lunches. Um, I think that for August in particular, to your point, it is a high production month. Um, and it's actually mm-hmm. a pretty busy month, too, in the garden for me, inside and um, or outside and inside now that I've taken and picked up canning. Right. So it's going to be interesting trying to fit that in, if you will. But it's kind of crazy to say, like, can we fit in eating from the garden one meal a day? And like, We damn sure better be able to, you know. Yeah, I mean, this thing that you have decided to do, you know, everybody listening to this, like, dude, you grow food. That's what we do. Like, let's not fool ourselves. Mm-hmm. We grow food to mm-hmm. eat. Mm-hmm. It's not about like, oh, my tomato plant's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. oh, this cucumber, look at the flowers, all 158,000 yellow flowers. <laughs> no, nah, bullshit. It's all about that cucumber that you're going to get and how you're going to use it at the end. Absolutely. And, and that's something that's important to remember when we do mm-hmm. this. Um, I think a lot of people, especially when you get into the bring in the social media aspect of it, there is a lot of like oohs and ahs about how gorgeous things mm-hmm. are and stuff. And I'm not trying to take that away. That is a part of it, but that is not the part yeah. of it. So yeah, I think it's a building you know. block, if you will. The appreciation for yeah. food is a important step as you continue to kind of develop your garden. Um, it's, I mean, we're really, it, this is the return on our investment, right? You know, of investment of time, investment of energy, investment of yeah. resources, right? So you said something along the lines, and I'll, I'm going to actually go back when I listen and I'm going to write that piece down, but. Um, something along the lines of will our garden produce in such a way that meets our, our taste buds, right? I'm paraphrasing there from what you said six minutes ago, but that's really, really critical. You can have mounds and mounds of a thing, but is that the thing you really want to consume and how do you want to consume it? Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that's how I am with eggplants. Mm-hmm. I get mounds and mounds of eggplants and I don't want to eat that many damn yeah. eggplants. You know what I mean? So. That's a part of it. So now I'm going to have to go back in and, and note all of our hopes and wishes and dreams from this particular episode. But another thing is I'll be interested to see how much this influences kind of my future garden design. Right. Leonard, get a pen and start writing, son. Let's get this down. Let's help Miss Miss Batavia. Her hands get tired. 
I mean, really, <laughs> you ain't got to do it. That's why we got Lenny Lin Lin. Yeah, the difference in having him and then it actually getting done. But okay, yeah, I'll put all of my faith in him. <laughs> Everybody out there, collectively hold your breath. So we had talked about, um, I mean, straight up, we had talked about like making this a whole big thing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. saying like, everybody join us and, you know, get in on it. And Batavia and I kind of, we stepped back from that because we just didn't know how many people would be interested in yeah. it. But what I am going to ask is we're going to ask for your help. So during this time frame, if you would please send, put some recipes on Instagram and tag us in your stories mm-hmm. or wherever, because I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. Shit's going to get a little difficult. I'm imagining, I actually think I'm going to make it until about the 18th to 19th day before I start struggling. I'm going to go ahead and I must say that because I'm pretty good about like, I can power through some shit, but I think down towards the end, I start getting wore down pretty hard. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to meet you there and say around yeah. 18 or 19. You think 19. you can make it the same? Yeah. Well, I think that that's where the struggle is going to come in because what I don't want to do is I can have 31 salads, even with not lettuce. Cause we know that's done, but some other leafy green. And that's not what this is for me. Right. You know, so no. I don't want to do that. And what we what I commonly do, and I'm sure others, you know, leftovers are huge. Right. You know, so I don't also want to eat basically, you know, four meals, you know, and eat them across, you know, week one, seven days of the same thing. We, I don't no. want to do that. It, this is really it's a challenge for you and I. We're challenging ourselves. And I'm not saying that it's going to be 31 absolutely different and you know, new and invasive meals. Um it, maybe it could be if you guys actually do tag us and uh yeah i mean you know the the, the idea is not to survive it's to thrive mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what we want to do with this you wait, know? wait no 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 damn yeah that's the kind of bail i there want yeah <laughs> the first time was just my fingertips i didn't you know reach for far enough but i mean that's the whole mm-hmm. idea behind this is like can we eat you know within reason what we mm-hmm. want i mean you know yeah you're not going to be able to get a steak yeah, no you know, if you want one, but I'm, you know, I have an advantage. I have eggs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I will be fishing at the time too. And that does count. So I can fish now. It's going to be a little hot. Mm-hmm. So it might be a little tough, mm-hmm. you know, fish don't bite then. Cause I do a lot of fishing anyways. Um, I got a lot of compliments on my green tomato video about my fish cutting board ah. that I found for free. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what we didn't talk about this. What do you think about, um, bartering? What do you think about things from someone else's garden that maybe uh, oh, go for you it. weren't growing? I mean, you know, I think that's that's a big part of the podcast is the community. Mm-hmm. So I say go for mm-hmm. it. You know, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's important. Now, I mean, you probably got somebody. I know. I know you. You've like, yeah, this dude's over here raising hogs. He got some <laughs> sausage. Yeah, I know. I know how you work. You go go out there and find something. I'm going to be looking on Craigslist in the Chicago area. <laughs> Holler at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Batavia's going to be like, I got all y'all's tomatoes. <laughs> Who's got the meat? Who's got this, that? Yeah. One of my, uh, one of my friends always says when I start to post pictures about my garden, like, where's the pizza plant? Like, <laughs> yeah. And you know what you tell them? It's the basil and the tomato. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And those are all your ingredients. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's... <clears throat> It's going to be crazy. I mean, so if this was a contest, which it is not, I want to be very clear. This is a personal contest. Mm-hmm. 
I would say that the goal would be the winner would be whoever lost the least amount of weight during this Oh, challenge. that's pretty cool. So the the idea yeah. is that you've not starved yourself because you've been eating yes. so little, right? That yep, is my favorite. <laughs> no, sign me up. That is a contest between you and I. <laughs> okay. And that- so we will keep, but in, in the interest of privacy, we will keep our weights to ourselves, but we will, we will see. And so you can't be gorging yourself in the beginning, in the morning and night. You can't be like, oh shit, I'm about to get this pizza and I'm going to get down. I'm going to gain 20 pounds. 30, 31 days of breakfast, <laughs> cupcakes. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be, yeah. again, we talked about how honest I am when it comes to the garden, right? So, and, yeah. I, and that's the same no, for And you, I am too. So. so. And I plan, I mean, you know, and through through the, all, all of this, I actually plan to go a little bit more into all of my other meals as well. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. not totally, but, you know, add as much as I can because I want to enjoy yeah, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want 2021 to be a garden season that I remember forever. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. I am only, and I think the only reason why I didn't sign on for potentially all meals is because August is also a hot time for me to hang out with friends and loved ones. And so that's always, a meal is always accompanied by that. So Well, and that's important too for me when you think of these things. It's like, you got to be to where you can live your mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be like, yeah, y'all going out to eat? I'll be there in 20 minutes. Let me go home and get my tomato. I'm going to eat it like an apple on the way there, but I'm going to get it. You know, like, no, that's not how this no, is going to work. No, no. So, And I mean, honestly, could your, do you think your garden as of right now, do you think your garden could support you for a whole month, every meal? Well, as of this recording, I'm going to be very positive and say, realizing that things will like come to production because there's so much that's still like, I mean, I don't even have flower heads on some things. Um, I'm going to say yes, that there's enough food within my garden so, to support me for 31 days. Now, I think there is too for your garden. You've for seen you. what I've been growing. Yeah. Now the question though, and this is where I love starting off with lunch. The idea is, will I tap out first? You know, so it's sometimes it's embarrassing to walk to to Mrs. Gardner's point to walk past your garden and say, I'm going to go to the grocery store or I'm going to go and pick up this, that or the other, you know. And so that would be that would be the challenge. But let's just say this is year one of this challenge for you and I. Who knows what's to come? Well, I'm not tapping out. I'm going to go and tell you that now. I'll just fucking starve. So. <laughs> well, no, I meant like, like 31, I really... 31 days, all meals. In that instance, like at what point would I be just like, enough of the basil leaf sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I I, I think that, I, I think if you did a, every meal, I think I'd have to add some kind of bread or something mm-hmm. to diversify mm-hmm. it. Or I'd have to come up with something. I don't know what I would have to do. Maybe make potato pancakes or some shit. I yeah. don't know. Well, we can think about but, that over the, the off season and, and, you know. Oh, yeah. We'll figure yeah. that out. But, you know, and that brings up a good point, too. Like, back in the day, do you know, um, I don't even know if I talked about this on here yet, um, but I'm going to uh, suburbia. Do you know the whole point behind suburbia, suburban houses and all that stuff why they have a half acre of land um i i do and i want you to have i have i said that before yes but please please share it again it's i'll it's important that you do (laughs) so suburban household um neighborhoods are all if you look at them they're generally in a half acre of land Mm -hmm. 
Sometimes now it might be a quarter acre, but whatever. Historically, they're a half acre. And what that was is back in the day when they started it is you could have a half acre land and you could have your chickens, a couple pigs, and a full-blown garden on the back and support your family off of your half acre land. That is the whole design behind that. So I have a half acre of land, Mm -hmm. a little bit more. But if I turn that into a complete garden in the backyard, then... I would have be able to do that for my family. So the way houses are now, you know, most people sit in the backyard mm-hmm. and they hang out. Well, back then they didn't. That's why every single house also had a front porch because people were hanging out on their porches and, you know, they didn't hang out in the backyard because that's where all the like pig shit was and all the work was back there. They had to be out on the street where they didn't see that stuff. So, you know, imagine if you had the amount of garden that, history says we should I put air quotes around that Mm -hmm. because I don't think that you should have any certain size garden Mm -hmm. but imagine then the diversity that you could have on your little half acre farm that's a big change so two points two statements one the first time you told the story about suburbia on the podcast that since I've joined was on the very first episode that we were on together (laughs) when you interviewed me. And so I am not, that's why you know, well, no, but I'm also, it's, you know, it's nostalgic for me. So it's like, Oh, look at this kind of full circle moment. Um, two, it's so very interesting. Um, I just, as of this airing finished all of my garden stuff, including the very final pieces, the very final piece was cleaning my garage, but that's not that interesting, um, was like doing all of my flower arrangements. Right. And so I was on the road and I drove past a kind of huge, like in front of a library type of, um, flower bed really big and I said to myself I took a picture of it I said to myself my little front yard and backyard it's compact it's not a big amount of space and I've packed things in but then I thought you know your next step is like planting what would you do in that big of a flower bed right you Mm -hmm. know and so to your point of the what would you do what would Batavia do with if I had two times the size lot that I have now right like I've I'm not even close to mastering it, but I've really become efficient at growing in the space I have. But what happens when you expand it? We talked about this with a listener question um, a few weeks back. Like, I think she had something like an acre or something. Um, And the question really becomes, is it, I mean, be careful what you wish for, maybe? No, it would be a total adjustment. And that's super duper exciting, right? Um, So just two comments around that. And while we all want more, um, sometimes it is a challenge, right? Yeah. And I mean, I think too, when you look at these large swaths of land and stuff like that, I mean, people, <clears throat> you know, instead of packing more in, I have a feeling what happens is things get spaced appropriately. <laughs> Good point. First, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Because a lot of our problems come from us trying to pack mm-hmm. stuff into the mm-hmm. smallest place we can. I mean, let's be honest. Absolutely. That's what we do. Absolutely. You know, that's that's the goal. That's every farmer's goal. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to get two more centimeters in between each each corn. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can do it. I can do it. So, um, but that's really where we stand with that. And I think that if I had more space, so first of all, the reason why I don't have 
50 to 60% of my yard a garden is because I have a septic system in the middle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that the builder did not build quite correct. So there's literally not much room to put stuff on. Um, but that being said, you know, you, I am packing as much as I can into these spaces mm-hmm, constantly mm-hmm. filling more and more in. So, um, it's just, a, it's, it's an uphill battle and that's where a lot of our problems come in. So I say, if you had an acre, I think he would have double what you have now. Okay. Yeah, I think that... But it I, would be well-spaced and yeah. ne- nicely kept and neat and stuff. It would be more diverse, though, because I yes. would totally find spaces. I don't know if I would do... Uh, there are a few different fears I have, and I won't turn th- that into this episode. But Yeah, don't yeah, do that. I would... Uh, there would be other things I would grow, and mushrooms would absolutely be one of them. Um, so, so let me ask you. What would be something if you had more space? Let's say you had an acre. What would you put on your land that would be make it more diverse? Um, I would do fruit trees. Um, yes, that would be one of the very first things that I would plant. Um, and that's interesting because the question becomes: What do you want a bunch of? What do you want a whole lot yes. of? Right? And I eat apples. Sure, it would probably be more like you know pears and plums and things that I enjoy every single time I eat them. Um, apples are very diverse though. So I'm going to go with all three cause I got an acre, um, but it would definitely be fruit trees. Um, I would definitely look for things that have different texture and mushrooms would be, this is the reason why I'm so proud of you this year for what you've done. Mushrooms would absolutely be, I won't say the second thing, but a thing that I would put into like year one of my planning. Um, I would, expand my melon planting but i don't know if that kind of that's probably a cheat because i am growing melons already um no it's not and depending on i'm gonna go big depending on where i would live because i'm not claiming that space for chicago uh i'm going with avocado trees that you know that's what i said yeah yeah (laughs) but so you know what's interesting batavia everything you mentioned was a fruit yeah I'm not changing my garden to fruit only, damn it. I'm not going to do it. You're so close. You're so close. Yeah, I mean, for me, it would definitely be fruit trees. It would be more Mm -hmm. melons, just like you said. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it would be more uh, bushes and stuff like more permanent permaculture Mm -hmm. type stuff. Mm -hmm. More perennial Um, planting. Maybe come on with that bell. Yes. More shit that you don't have to like replace every year and plant. And, you know, I mean, there's something to be said about every year I go out there and I'm like, oh, look, the blueberries are flowering. Oh, look, yeah, there's some blueberries, you know, and I don't have to do anything. I mean, I have to take care Mm -hmm. of them, but Mm -hmm. you don't have to plant them. But you, you were saying you like you like apples and this, that and the other. When, and this was a big lesson for me. We went to a pick your own apple farm mm-hmm. when we lived in New England. Huge up there. And we got five. We would go up there and pick five bushels of apples mm-hmm. at a time, which is an, an exorbitant amount of apples. Okay. I mean, it's crazy how many we had. And we ended up. And this was my big went right when we got into canning. This is why we did it. So we had dehydrated apples. We had apple fruit roll-ups. We had apple sauce. We had apple butter. We had apple jelly. We had all of that stuff that we had put away for years. Yeah. And it, was, it wasn't bad, yeah. you know, and you find ways to do it. And let me tell you, we had apple pie for days, <laughs> son. It was an all-American household all fall. 
So, mm-hmm, I mean, that mm-hmm. being said, like when you have these trees and I think that is where the bulk of your surviving food comes from to get yeah. through winters and stuff like that or yeah. big fruit trees and stuff. I mean, I had a friend who had, I went and did a, a, a filmed a music video and they had a pear tree in the front yard. Mm-hmm. And there was all these pears just everywhere. It was like a rotten mess. Oh, they never ate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't know they could eat them. Oh. And I was like, bro, you have enough food in this tree to last you six months. Yeah. You could live off these pears. And I was sitting out there in heaven eating pears under the tree. So there are two things, two more comments. One, that level of diversity, right? So I don't want to, it's just not just the treat that you could have fruit and then turn it into some like dessert. It's just not that. But again, you're able to kind of offset some of the other things that you're eating, right? Um, mm-hmm. The second thing is, did I forget the second thing? I may have forgotten the second thing. Oh, That's okay. it goes back to the bartering, right? You know, so uh, I have a friend that asked, oh, are you selling your vegetables current day? Are you selling your vegetables? And the reality is that I'm not growing enough food to really say, okay, there's a sale here, right? You could sell anything, but there's not enough volume, right? Um, And I don't know that in my future, I really want to like, you know, have something at the farmer's market and sell vegetables. But what my hope on an acre would be is I can dang sure go somewhere and barter for some eggs because I'm afraid of, you know, chickens getting sick. And so therefore I don't want to, you know, tend to them, you know, so that's, that's critical. I think a, a part of being Batavia. self-sufficient, let me just finish a part of being, no, I'm ahead. about to get preachy, a part of being self-sufficient. I'm standing on my milk crate for me is still community. Right. You yes. know, come on, Leonard. So that was the whole thing. So first of all, let me say this. When you buy the house across the street from me, you can have all the eggs you want. I'll give them to you. I I am putting a lot of pressure on Batavia right now. And yes, I know what I'm doing. Thank you. But um, no, you're exactly right. And that was the whole thing, too, is like when everything did go Mm doo-doo, you know, we were talking about like how, why I started gardening. Like community was a big part Mm -hmm. of it. You know, why should I grow squash when he's got a row yeah. of squash squash down the road yeah. when i can just go say hey man you know i'll give you a bushel of apples for a bushel of squash mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. which ugh, i don't do not want a bushel <laughs> of squash but you get what i'm yeah, saying yeah. you know and it, it's important so and not only is it important to i and i'm not just saying this because we have the backyard kitchen and all that but diversity doesn't necessarily come from what you grow but it also comes from how you prepare it so just look at how i said the apples I mean, like, we're at an all-time high for bail counts in this episode. We are. We are. So, and I mean, that's just all part of it. So, um, what is one thing, before we go to the recipe, what is one thing that you are have added to your garden this year for diversity? At least one thing. Corn. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Solid corn. Damn, you could make cornbread off that shit if you did it right, I bet. I, I'm going to be jealous as hell if you make some fresh cornbread. I, I'm coming up my there. My eyes just watered <laughs> because I didn't consider that. I don't know that I have enough for that, but get, I'm going to search online. <laughs> yeah. So mine was, uh, it was mushrooms and um, black-eyed peas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, And the black-eyed peas is another protein source. And it's also a deterrent. So, so, to be fair, beans, beans, the more you eat. <laughs> <laughs> to 
to be fair, um, there has been a little bit of influence because Ben and I have been talking about this for a little bit this year. There's been some influence that this goal of ours has had on what I've planted in my garden. Um, And I just remember that I was supposed to plant some type of pea or bean that I could harvest in Mm -hmm. the summer. Um, So now I have to do some Google searches to see how many days I have between now and August and what can be produced. Stand by. Yeah. You know, (laughs) so I, um, I'm, I've been, and my wife even told me I have to grow corn this year and I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to grow corn. I don't know why. And I I think I need to like pay attention this year and really figure out, maybe I'll go off of your call about growing corn, how to do it next Mm -hmm. year. And if I should, um, I just, you know, I talked to somebody the other day and he's like, it ain't worth Mm -hmm, it. mm Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We'll see. But I do know this. This time, whose recipe is it? Right. For the recipe of the Rock, day. Rock, paper, scissor it. Okay, it has been brought to my attention that Batavia has something that she needs to say, so go for it. We have an announcement here. People, we have an announcement. So somehow, some way, we've gotten off track with the recipe. So as you've listened, if you're faithful and have listened to every week, there's like a slew of like 18 bin recipes, and then we get back to trading off on them. Um, and so that's why you're doing the recipe of the day today to try to get us back on track where one week me. Is there, a, is there a time frame where I did too many recipes? Oh, there's never too many recipes from you, brother. Never. Okay. <laughs> Eight, well, 18 in a row would be too many, but it wasn't quite 18. Okay, we're doing our usual counting thing because everybody knows we can't count on this show. Um, yeah, so solid note. I'm going to give us, this is so easy, um, but it's a palate cleansing recipe. So why you roll your head? No, that was me like stretching and relaxing and ready to get into uh, it, man. <laughs> it's it's stupid easy, but remember, this is how we eat in our in our house, so... Um, it's in honor of our cucumbers that are coming up. So every night, every single night we eat a cucumber and we eat it with our food. We slice it. And then when we lay it out, this is key. When we lay it out, it overlaps. So you slice it, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Down mm-hmm. the middle. And then you just kind of like a deck of cards, let it all yeah. splay out a little bit, sprinkle salt and pepper on it. And then that's what we eat every single night, at least that. So the reason why we lay it down like that is because it doesn't salt and pepper the entire cucumber mm-hmm, slice, mm-hmm, just a piece mm-hmm. of it. Um, then we do other ones where we use a mandolin and we cut them a little thinner. I, I don't put the mandolin on the thinnest setting. I put it on the um, thickest setting. Mm-hmm. And then we soak them in rice vinegar. And, we add, and I add one drop of hot chili oil to it. Now, this is hot chili oil, okay? Um, You could also chop up a jalapeno and put in there um, just a couple pieces, but you just want to get a little bit of heat in there and then salt and pepper it up. You can do that. That's taking away from the palate cleansing. Um, And then we also will take our cucumbers and we will chop them and soak them in Italian dressing and snack on those. So, and we're using a fat-free Italian dressing, so... All super simple ways to use a cucumber, but just again in the diversity aspect, 
that kind of adds to it. So that is cucumber three ways. Nicely done. Um, yeah. If I was on a cooking show, then not the backyard kitchen, cause that's not what it's like. <laughs> but if I was on like a food network cooking show, I'd be like, and today we're having cucumbers served three ways. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's that much better. Yeah. So one, like almost no recipes do I say like what like I, I I enjoy them all right and two I think for something that puts on so much fruit I think we have to bring forward ways to eat them that aren't uber complex right simple ways to get through them and really enjoy them so your th- cucumber three ways is a great example of that hold on one second my dog is freaking out that's Sherry, Sherry dog, dog do you have a fourth everybody. cucumber recipe? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she, you know, actually, she does love cucumbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's known to eat them. But <clears throat> you're right. And, you know, when it's heavy like that, it's any time that you go and you are building stuff over. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Damn it. <laughs> Before I had to uh, quiet the dog down. <laughs> you went all, you know, Terminator just a minute ago, uh, which I think I love. <laughs> um, no, I was just saying that for something that puts on so much fruit, right? It's really important, I think, for us to share with each other and the audience simple ways to enjoy them. So you just don't feel like you have a, a five gallon bucket of cucumbers and you're like, I don't know what they have to do, you know? Yeah. So it's i mean that's so true because let's say you don't want to can them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you put and if you buy one plant you get three cucumber plants in there dude that's a lot of yeah. cucumbers so um you're right you know and it's man it comes on heavy so and i'm gonna keep it really real son cucumbers are one of those things that taste so much better out of the garden i mean i just so it has now been almost two years since I've eaten a cucumber. I'm sorry, but because we didn't produce last year and I refuse to eat them out of the, cause they're just not good out of the grocery store. They're not pleasant. They are bitter. They have that wax on them. A lot of times they're soft in the middle. They're not ripe or they're overripe. And I mean, we, so my wife, she'll bring them home and she'll put them on my side. I'm like, I'm not eating that shit. Get it off my plate. And she cuts it. And I'm like, what are they doing? Saving seeds. <laughs> Like, this is so far overripe. It's ridiculous. She's like, you're such a snob. And I'm like, no, I just, when you grow your food, you get it. She seems to have forgotten. So, so I, um, in full transparency, um, I love tomatoes and cucumbers from the garden. And there's the months after the harvest is gone. And then the months like, Around now, around, you know, your June period, I stopped buying, um, you know, store-bought tomatoes, store-bought cucumbers. And around December is when I'll, probably more like January, February is when I start buying them again. So there are a few months I'm eating them and it's miserable, but I love the texture of both. Um, And some Mm -hmm. of the meals that I eat, like fresh salads or whatever, it's just not complete without them. Um, But cucumbers in particular, when I buy them, and they're fucking expensive, hard F there. It's like, in some cases, 99 cents for a freaking cucumber. Like, and you know what a plant produces. 99 cents for a cucumber? 
if I can figure mm-hmm. out a way to smuggle them somewhere and then sell them, that's what I'd be doing. Lock me up. So what I want, what I want you to do is this year when you go pick your cucumbers, I want you to count a dollar every time you put one in the basket. Done and done, man. That's the that's yeah. game changer. And then you make some pickles out of it. Boom. Mm-hmm. It's even more. So now if it's a dollar a cucumber, why is it not a hundred dollars for a jar of pickles? Hashtag just saying. I don't know what jar of pickles you're getting a hundred uh, slices in, but okay. No, I but mean, I get your point. You, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So everybody, just have a diverse garden if you can. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can't have a diverse garden, then cook diversely with the same ingredients. It will be your to your delight, and your family will love it. So, how about I try this one? hashtag byg podcast and we want to see pictures and we want to hear from you on ways you've diversified your garden that and uh-huh. let us know how you're making your food because we're going to need you we're, we're going to need you we're going to lean on you guys through this so thank you guys very much um don't forget t-shirt code grow 2021 and check out our Amazon link for all the products we recommend. It'll help support the show and cost you nothing more. And until next time, learn to grow and grow for change. And Batavia, tell them something good. My irrigation system is set up. Oh, and see ya. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening, then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your post and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment. And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow for change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.